everybody, right around Australia and well, wherever you might be, we are, all thanks to LD Mobile, NBL Overtime. Hashtag NBL Overtime to get involved. Rivalries, big players, high-profile players out of form, some injuries and a hell of a great finals matchup if the season ended today. I'm excited as this man is. Hello to you. What's up, man? What up, Homicide? You good? Day 18. Of Listen, what? look, uh, what do you mean on my 28-day fitness challenge? <laughs> oh, okay. RBT, shout out to you. Shout out to Tyler. I'm feeling great. Yep. Been waking up early in the morning, mm. getting it done. You I look, got 10 days to go. So I feel good. You, well, you look good. And right. I look good. You look good. And I'm getting there. I'm going to ask 10 you. 10 more days, I'll be ready. So once the 28 days is done, are you going back to layup practice? Because I said a little thing. Uh, it was a street ball comp in Melbourne. Oh, uh, my going one God. One. You missing layups now? You know what? Uh, that referee played good defense. It's been <laughs> a while since I touched the ball. But uh, <laughs> shout out to This weekend was incredible. Yeah. I needed some therapy, and I got it. Good. Studs and duds, it is up, nbl.com.au, the NBL app. Where are you going? I got grief during the week. I didn't. I never, ever give oh. I give that now. <laughs> Liam Santa Maria, What's man, up, good to man? see you. You good? I don't want to keep What's taking it anymore. Get around me, boys. I'm getting abuse. It's like, well, it's like I'm Inspector Gadget. How do you want me to reach over there? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Oh. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, uh, oh, my God. You rattled off some of the things going on yeah. off the top, but... Uh, that was a massive round, just a huge, a handful of games, but a lot happened and a lot to get into. And let's start with some anger, because I've got anger off the top. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Jack Everin, Pete Hawley, Andrew Gaze. What'd they do? What the hell? I'll tell you what they didn't do. Give Colton Iverson the Bunnings trade player of the game. Oh, my the God. The guy has 26 and 22 boards. He's utterly dominant. Mm -hmm. I know they fell just a little bit short, but what more could this man who gets better each and every game do to be named the MVP? We've got the GOAT. We've got Pete Hawley, who's doing, doing an amazing job early in his broadcasting career, and Jack Everin, one of my best mates, who just tears it apart every game. But, boy, they cooked this one. <laughs> Yanni Wetzel was great. I don't... I'm not diminishing his great game. Yep. But explain to me, boy. 26 and 22, surely the best player on the court. Oh, ball. I can't explain it, my man. I think you're you're bang on. But uh, look, in defence of our guys, sometimes you just don't get a choice, Cam. You know this. Mm. It just pops up on the screen and that decision has been made. But the big fella is in incredible form. Yep. He's in, he's in shape. He came into the season um, a little underdone and it's taken him a little while to get himself going. But this is a seriously dominant presence in the paint, setting picks, around the glass, cleaning the window, and uh, my goodness, back-to-back -back 20 rebound games. I said it a few weeks ago, if he stays out of foul trouble and is on the floor, this is a team that can beat anybody, and they made a lot of noise in this game against Southeast Melbourne. Watching this performance, and at the end, obviously, his numbers, this was, for me, the second best individual performance this season. The first one, obviously, was Bryce Cotton with that enormous game, the end of the NBL Cup against Adelaide. This isn't a, a true center league, right? It all changed after Andrew Bogut joined the league. Everybody started getting true centers. And it was hard for him to get adjusted to the calls. You know, Rob Lowe goes home. He gets more of an opportunity to play, and he's gotten better as the season progressed, and this by far was so impressive. I don't know how he did not get play of the game because I wish I was calling that game. <laughs> I would have told production, my man. A big man on campus. Change, change that. This is play of the game. Nobody else. 26 and 22? Yeah. Come, come on. on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Shout out to Colton Iverson. Thank impressive. You. 
Mm-hmm. You ought to play the game for us. They've Shout got, out to you. They've got Levi Randolph yes. coming in this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Will McDowell-White just uh, got, his, got his feet wet in that last game. So uh, excited what they might be able to do in the next little while. Now, they were great but couldn't get the job done. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix were really good in two games and got the job done. They won that game. They had to grind it out and they got it done in the fourth quarter. But when they went to Illawarra, that quarter is one of the most scintillating quarters Ooh. I've seen in NBL history, Liam Santa Maria. 24 unanswered points as they just blew this game apart. And this man right here, Ryan Brockoff, are you boys with me yet on South East Melbourne? Like, this is, hey, can, this I, can I point this out? When you went with South East Melbourne having a great year, yeah. they hadn't signed this guy yet. Well, so either you knew something you weren't disclosing on the show. Look, this is a... Or, but this, they are. They're going to be very, this very This was a playoff team before Ryan Brockoff arrived. Right now, you can lock them in. Mm-hmm. They are 12 and 8. They're in the playoffs. And uh, with him on deck, we said it from day one, they're now championship contenders. And they're getting better game after game. I wrote yesterday, since the NBA, start of the NBL Cup, they've been the second most efficient defence... Defence in the league behind Melbourne United. And with all of this offensive firepower, look at the way they're running Ryan Brokoff off picks, finding that hot hand. Cam Glidden has uh, his touch well and truly in place. And uh, with Mitch Creek on the floor, well, now they're rocking and rolling. So they are up and about two wins, one on the road, one at home. They've got Brokoff flying and uh, there's no looking back for this team. Just on that homicide before I let you loose... We've spoken a fair bit about the fact that he hasn't played basketball for over 12 months. And I think in that particular game, and we've seen some of it there, the way he's moving off the ball, the, the crispness of it coming off certain screens and the way he's able to stop on a dime and catch and shoot is a real reflection or real indication of where he was a month ago when he first played compared to what we did see on Friday night because I think that's a difference between, hey, we know he can shoot, we know how talented this guy is, but being in a hotel room, quarantined for two weeks and not playing 12 months prior to what he did on Friday night and the way he moved around the court, I think it's quite noticeable. They are for sure championship contenders. I've never, I never saw him play. So you guys, obviously, from here, watch this man play his career all over the place, and especially here, you guys know and know what to expect from him when he's at his best. I was thoroughly impressed after that performance. <laughs> it's only a matter of time till he continues to get stronger because of his legs. He hasn't played in a year. So for me to see what he did, the way he was able to knock those shots down and stretch that game open was very impressive to me. He's only going to get better, man. This, this team. Look, look, think about this. This is pretty much in the absence of Kiefer Sykes. Mm-hmm. So imagine once he gets healthy, and what's awesome about him is he's passed first. He gets his in flow. So he's not going to take away from what they're doing right now without him on the court. So that just makes them that much more dangerous. Will, will Broco start? I think he'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a, a second-year team, mm. and we're locking them into the finals. They're four wins over 500 right now, and looking, and we're talking about them as championship contenders. And I know he's my guy, but you got to tip your hat off to Tommy Greer for yeah. putting a team like this together no right out of the gate. Simon Facts. Mitchell Facts. as well. Really well coached, this team. Great buy-in, great chemistry. And people are talking about, well, the problem that they're going to have with, well, geez, they're going to have guys coming back in. How do they find the minutes? Great problem to have. And when you've got buy-in and chemistry and, and harmony. And I like the way Simon Mitchell is already starting that process. And he's talking about it. He's saying, look, if you're going to make shots and you're going to defend at a high level, you're going to play. Right. 
That's, that's how it's going to be. But you've got to be taking care of the little things. And their improvement, consistent improvement defensively. I told you guys at the start of the season, this team has a lot of upside defensively. Right. With the people that they've brought in and what Simon Mitchell's doing. And we're seeing that right now. If the ladder, as it stood right now, was the end of the season, we'd see the two Melbourne teams play each other. And, of course, in any sport, it, it's not... Exact science, but it's easy to work out. You're playing big games, you're playing big finals. That's where the rivalry stands. So while they are brother and little brother being in the same city and playing in the same arena most of the time, until you play in a big final series, mm -hmm. that rivalry doesn't escalate. Mm. They would play each other. Right now, the biggest rivalry, and we're not even discussing it, the biggest rivalry in the, in the, in the NBL is Perth v Sydney. They would also play each other. It would be 1v4 if the season was in today. That's exciting. But I'm going to... Why is that a why, why is that a rivalry? Well, because of what happened for a start, what happened last year. They played in the grand final series. I think the way that it ended, there's a lot of different ways in which people look at that and, and decipher that on almost a daily basis on social media. It is a rivalry. That's no rivalry. That's no rivalry to me. So you, you, you know why this is no rivalry? The last two seasons, what are the win and loss records? <laughs> Perth have been kicking Sydney's ass. Bryce Cotton averaged 30-something against Sydney. They can't beat them. So tell me how to, it's one side. Hang on, hang on. So is no, it is one sided. So there's no, there's no rivalry. So there's no rivalry. There's no rivalry. Hang on. So there's is, no rivalry. Is there a rivalry? There is no hang on. rivalry. Is there a rivalry? It's one sided. Hang on. Is What's there, the record? Is there a rivalry? What's the, the record? I'm asking you. Is what there, is the record? Is there a rivalry? What's in the, the record? Is there a rivalry in the NBA? What's the record right here? What is the record between these two teams? It's, it's been dominated by Perth the last So time. how is it a rivalry? Okay, okay. How? So, so hang on, hang on. How is it a rivalry? Well, hey, hey, let, the man, let the man do his say. How is it a rivalry? I want to hear the record. Okay, the best player in Australian basketball history, import, destroy. He owns this team. He owns Casper. What is Casper's record against Bryce Cotton? What is Sydney's record against Perth? My man, there ain't no rivalry, B. So... It should sound okay. good. It ain't no rivalry, okay. So we don't have a rivalry in the NBL, then? There's no... I'm talking about these two well, teams. Well, I, I... There is no rivalry. So who's the biggest rivalry in the NBL? My, Southeast Melbourne versus Melbourne. They haven't even played in the final series. How can there be a rivalry just because they're in... They're, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix haven't played finals yet. What's their record this, the last two years against each other? They've been struggling. The Kings. Yeah. I'm but, talking about Southeast Melbourne versus Melbourne Phoenix oh, okay. in those matchups. Yeah, well, That's more of a rivalry to me. <laughs> this is one-sided. Come on, man. Come on. We're not going to sit here and say this is a rivalry. So is, it ain't. Is Casper and Cotton a rivalry? Yes, they, those two are, based off the history that he's had at Melbourne United and brought it over here. That matchup right there, rivalry. Teams, negative. That's this one-sided. All right. My turn. You got it. <laughs> uh, for me, this is a rivalry. Mm, and I, for me, and I, I hear what you're saying. It's been dominant for the Wildcats and it's been dominant for Bryce Cotton. No doubt about it. But that, for me, that doesn't take away from the fact that this, for me, is the best rivalry currently in the league from two perspectives. From teams, as they're the grand finalists from last year, there was emotion and feeling and a lot of um, words being exchanged about how that thing finished up last year. And it's so hotly contested between these teams. Yes, the Wildcats have won their more than their fair share of the games, but also from that individual perspective. That's the best individual matchup in the league. Two guys performing at an extremely high level who have been battling in grand finals the last couple of years. And um, it's must-watch TV every time. And we're, we're getting a great taste of it right now. We've got two in a row the last two rounds. We've got another one coming mm -hmm. up this Thursday night, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but I'm going to say this. Geez, the Kings have had a rough trot of it over the last couple of games in terms of some calls. 
We know what Adam Ford went out there and said. He copped his whack because he went nine or ten minutes straight and he, and he said what he said. But the tech foul on Casper Ware in Sydney was a bad call and it changed that game. Mm -hmm. And the strip on Cotton and the block underneath were bad calls in big moments. And, you know, I can understand why they feel aggrieved. And I cannot wait to watch this game on Thursday night. It goes back to Sydney, goes back to Kudos Bank Arena. And whilst there might come some games along the way, you know, this team playing that team, that you might go, oh, you know what, I'll watch that on delay. You, this is a game I, you watch live when these two teams go at it. We're all watching it together as well, I believe. <laughs> you know that? We're in a commentary team together. Uh, I, look, uh, I, I, I see what you're Thursday? saying. Thursday night. I've been switched to Friday, guys. What? Sorry about that. Oh, OK. Wow. I, I see exactly what you're saying about who the team has been dominant, but I still think it's a rivalry based on the passion from last year and the fact is that we do have by far the most individual one-on-one -on -one rivalry in the league by an absolute mile. And, and, do, and do we see the defence Casper was playing on Cotton mm -hmm. down the stretch there? I mean... <laughs> If those calls hadn't have been made, they, they, they would have got that win. Yeah. We would have started to be talking about, OK, hold on, Casper did a, did a terrific job on Cotton in that one, and let's see what happens on Thursday night. Do, do, I, do I get fined if I go on an Adam Ford, Ford type of round or not? How does that work? <laughs> I think you probably might. Okay, Don't sweet. get fired, Ken. Hey, on Sydney. <laughs> because you're right, they have had a couple of rough situations, and injuries have really been an issue for them over the course of the year. Of course, Xavier Cooks, and we heard him speak last week, uh, I think on, on, I think it was in this game actually, or at least the week before when they played Perth and spoke about the injury, and it just felt like he wasn't going to be back almost for the entire NBL season. That was my read on it. It could be well and truly wrong, but they have been so great, sitting fourth at the moment. They're plucky. I, I know it's hard yeah. to say when you're talking about a Sydney Kings team and they've got a lot of talent, but they have been plucky, and the big fella inside is getting better each and every game as well. Yeah, he is, and it was great to see him back on the glass. Two double doubles. He needs to be that guy for him. And yeah, we talked about the guys at South East Melbourne. When you tip your hat to Adam Ford because he's doing a terrific job with this team. As you say, they've had some big pieces out and um, they're, uh, you know, they're, they've been hanging tough and they're 500 right now and um, they're taking care of business in mm -hmm. games that they should yeah. and they're right in games that uh, against the top teams. And uh, meanwhile, there's some teams around them falling away yep. because of key injuries, Brisbane, Illawarra and the like. So I'm expecting, I mean, this team has, I think, I mean, Melbourne, Perth and South East Melbourne are making the finals for me and this team's in pole position for fourth spot. Craig Moller was great. Talking injuries, and they beat Brisbane. You mentioned that. They've got to beat teams. You've got to beat teams that are on the cusp of the same place you are. And they've beaten Brisbane. They've had opportunities, of course, against some of those better teams and fallen just a little bit short. But it, to make the playoffs, you've got to beat the teams below you or the teams you're expected to beat. What do you make of the Kings, Homicide? Um, they, right now, with all those key injuries, they have overachieved. They've played really well. Um... Illawarra will be in trouble, depending on how long Tyler Harvey will be out. Mm -hmm. Vic Law, who knows when he's coming back. Where is Vic Law? I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit. But the biggest thing that they have been able to do was continue to find ways to win with key players out. So with that, you have to give them the advantage right now. Where is Vic Law? <sighs> I think we might have seen the last of Vic Law in NBL 21. Go on. What, injury? Yeah. What is it? Uh, my understanding is there's like a, a, a tendon issue in his ankle. Mm. Um, I think we might be looking at surgery and... Oh, man. And we might not be seeing any more of Vic Law. Yeah, you know, this sucks. Not just as a Brisbane Bullets fan, because they were, they were, when they were up and going in the NBL Cup in particular, so fun to watch. Nathan Sobey's been amazing. We rave about him each and every week, as well we should. Of course, they've made the call. Lamar Patterson, of course, yet to get on court for him again, but... 
This sucks as oh. an NBL neutral fan because he has been... And yet again, we, we talk about guys coming into the league. Iverson, Martin, Law. As you understand the league a little bit more and everything that goes into it, you get better each and every week. And to see this happen... Oh. Yeah, it sucks. It does, and it's look, it's something. I that hope happens. you're wrong, Liam, and I, I, yeah. I highly doubt you are, but I hope you are. Yeah, well, it's um, you know, this is sport, right? This mm-hmm. is what happens. Injuries come along and and shift the landscape. And oh my goodness, aren't we looking at a couple of those right now when we talk about Vic Law? Because that Bullets team was humming at the NBL Cup. You know, we were talking. John Casey was yep. saying, "Hold on, you guys mm. are sleeping on this team as a championship contender," and he was right at the time. Well, Vic Law's absence changes that hugely. In this current environment, very difficult to replace a guy like that. And um, and then, you, t- you know, we haven't even talked about Jack White and, and, well, and uh, Corey alluded to Tyler Harvey. Let's talk about Jack White now because had a great start to the year, had that nasty finger injury, got back, played, of course, and it's so innocuous. He just... Something he would do, I'm going to say 1,500 times a game, he barely gets off the ground there, just a little entry pass, and he's out for the rest of the year with the torn Achilles and, of course, into next season as well as that starts and... The big question is now, and we, everyone sent their, uh, their their feelings on social media, everyone's touched base with Jack White, who knows him, and you feel for this kid who's just starting to get his career going and it's going to go to, to greater heights. We know he's a great leader for such a young kid, and as a rookie, he was playing that role so well. Mm. Now the question is, what did Melbourne United do with that role? Because he had been perfect in it. What did they do? Did they, I'll go to you, Homicide. What do you think? They reckon they go and just roll with who they've got? Beta, Chul, Mason Peatling's been starting, David Barlow, or do they, with an import slot up their sleeve, go and get an American? Or at least an import. Prayers out to this young man, Jack White. He's been so impressive ever since joining the NBL, and as you said, he was soaring to higher heights. So prayers up to him and, you know, speedy recovery during this time. Melbourne United are going to miss him. Mm. But, you know, it's always, as we always know, it's the next man up mentality. And they have more than enough pieces to fill that void. You have the veteran David Barlow. You have Mason Peatland playing good basketball. You have Joe Luala Chul. So you have three people that can help fill that void. But it's a big void to fill because defensively he was a beast. You know, he started hitting threes, run the floor well, super athletic. Really good for them. It, it was like the perfect piece that they had perfect. with this young talent. So very unfortunate, but you know Melbourne United is super stacked. So we'll see how they go. It makes me sick mm. when I see it and when I think about it. I, I snapped my Achilles, but that was 17 years ago. So it, a lot has changed since then in terms of your ability to rehab and come back, guys. But it's such a devastating injury, and you're right. It just it's just a an explosive movement that he does so many, so many times. And, um, geez, they need to think long and hard about bringing in an import because, yes, they've got good pieces, but he brought an, an athleticism, an X factor with his, with his speed and his explosiveness that I don't think they have in any of those other guys. You know, like Mason Peatling brings the energy and David Barlow brings the perimeter shooting and Joe Luala-Chul, well, he's kind of your backup five and um, it's not exactly the same kind. But the, he's second in the league in block shots, Jack White, and, and gave them just a, a, a level of energy that I don't think you can replace internally. So they have to have a good long, hard look and think about that. And I tell you what, no doubt they're already having to talk to people around the traps to say, who is out there? Who can we potentially bring in to do 14 days of quarantine and come into the mix? Because Jack White is an enormous loss. Talking enormous losses, Tyler Harvey, back spasms. We expect him to be right, though, right? This is not a long-term thing. You hearing that? 
Uh, well, I mean, you know, back spasms can... That's also true. ...can linger, yeah. Well, we, we, look, let's, let's just hope, and we'll put it out there, you love to put positive vibes and put it in the universe, that he's going to be back sometime soon. But they have... Let's talk about Illawarra as a whole, because they have lost a lot of that early season magic, the way they were playing their basketball. Uh, Homicide, talk to me here. What do you see with this team that a month ago, six weeks ago, we thought were a, a genuine championship contender if they were able to continue to play the way they were, but they haven't been able to the last month or so? They are a finals contender. Mm-hmm. This, this is pressure time now. Mm. That's the head of the snake. They go as he go. They don't have anybody else that could put up points and create for himself as well as others the way Tyler Harvey does, right? This is, the, this is their guy. Mm-hmm. Dang Adele hasn't been that. Justinian Jessup's a rookie. This is the guy. He's irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. I agree. We saw Southeast Melbourne Phoenix without Mitch Craig. They got whacked by Melbourne United and they weren't in that game. That's, that's still a war without Tyler Harvey. If they don't have him out there on the floor... Game over. It's over, it's over for them. Now, if he's there... Yeah, that, that doesn't mean they won't win a game every now and then. The Phoenix beat Adelaide without, without Creek. In overtime, you might be able to claw your way through it. But they're, they're a shell of their former self without mm. him on the floor. So the, the, the most important thing going on with the Hawks right now is Tyler Harvey's back. Must get him back out there. Now, Cam is a really important piece as well. And I'm worried. I'm very worried about his lingering leg issue. Um, but they desperately need Tyler Harvey back because this is the time they need to be cashing in with all these home games coming up and they need him out there on the floor. I've got a theory in sport, and of course in basketball, when your best players play, you have a better chance of winning, <laughs> right? And I think, not only in this situation, but also Josh Giddy rolls back in yeah. and goes bang, and Adelaide are a much different team with Josh Giddy running the point. And it's good to see, and he misses a couple of weeks of that ankle injury. Isn't it good to see, and that's early in the game, as you can see in the, uh, the scoreboard and the time on the uh, screen there, he didn't lose an ounce of confidence in that couple of weeks that he had to sit on the sidelines rehabbing that sore ankle, and he was brilliant from the opening team. No, he sure didn't, and he's getting better game after game as the season progresses. You're right, he just picked it up as he left off before the injury where he was on triple-double watch yep. for about five straight games. Well, it happened again in this one, and that perimeter shooting, that's the big difference, right? We know he can do this. He can put it on the deck, he can cross you over, and he can blow by Defensive Player of the Year candidate, <laughs> Deng, Deng Adele. Um, but... When he can knock down that perimeter shot, when the guy slips under the screen, everything changes for him, and he's showing the scouts his ability to do that. Daniel Johnson, 26 and 15, continuing to do great things. And, um, yeah, that was a good win for this team. They had to get it done over an undermanned Illawarra team at home, and they did. That perimeter shot is the difference between being a first-round draft pick and a top 10. And he's, 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 it's improved each and every single time we've seen him. Did you call Connor Henry? I see he gave you a shout-out on Twitter. Did you buzz him? He said you've got his number. 13, 11, and 8. Anxiety again, he's giving me. But you know what? He's doing a really good job rebounding the ball. Yeah. Ever Great since, performance ever since by my young fella. He, he'll be a lottery pick. You can't continue to flirt with numbers like this great. and not be considered a lottery pick. Ever, so it's great to see him bounce back as if he never left. Ever since you slid into his DMs and said chase rebounds early... He's getting double-figure rebounds. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, yeah, you know, what? 
That's a yes then? Because that's exactly how I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, it's good I'm to know that he's a good listener. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, from one next start to another, all thanks to JD. Let's have a look at our JD Sports Sneaker of the Week from Josh Kitty to Mojave King. Mm. Talk us through this. I'm aside, you're the fashionista. Those are, those are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Those are Kobe's, I'm correct. What yeah. is it, an Easter special? Yeah, Easter special. Those are sick. A lot of nice, nice beautiful colours in them. I'm feeling those. Well, thanks to JD Sports. Sneaker of the week. And, of course, JD Sports are the undisputed king of trainers. And this week, have a look at this. JD are treating the ladies to a couple of pairs. The Air Jordan 1 lows, of course, the white and black, and then the pink and gum colorways. Okay. All the way down in the smaller sizes as well. Dropping Friday is the white and blacks. And those right there on the screen is dropping Saturday at JD Stores and online. Get involved to get your pair. And for all information, JD Sports. JD-sports.com.au Jessica, I got you. (laughs) All thanks to JD Sports. Hey, let's go to our top 10 plays of the week. Round 12 is in the books. Let's make this one cook. It's your Aldi Mobile MBL top 10. At number 10, Kyle Adnam gets his shot crammed, but when the defense denies, the Phoenix still rise. Kyle gets it back and goes pocket pass to Yanni Wetzel for the big rim smash, and that lands at number 10. Scotty Hobson drops in at number 9, and when he goes flying, there's just no denying. Hobson with the guts to go up on Space Cam for the slam against the Taipans, and that one gets in at number 9. At number eight, it's Mojave King going up on Chris Golding. And when CG43 can't see the top of Mount Mojave, he coolly drops a dime behind his spine and Uday Baba glides right on by. Melbourne are united. They're in at number eight. We're up to number seven where it's a floater from three states over. We're late in the shot clock and look who's got the rock. It's Jack McVeigh with a one-legged fadeaway tray that you do not see every day. It's a little dash of Steve Nash on this gem that gets in at number seven. At number six, come on, don't bring anything soft when Space Cam's lifting off. It's Scotty versus Cam again and this time it's Oliver who's gonna win. Cam just pounds that shot to the ground. The Taipan big man's a world-class help defender and a definite shot ender. He is in at number six. We're into the top five where Adelaide is sending the rebound brigade to invade the lane and bring the pain. Keanu Pinder flying in from the uptown lounge for the rebound throwdown. It's Keanu busting through at number five. At number four, Colton Iverson had enough energy to deliver a 2020 game and still bring the pain. Cam started to go off to block the stump, but Glidden made a business decision as he wanted no part of Colton bolting to the hole at number four. Watch closely at number three. Yes, Justin Simon is doing some denying, but he swats the kid's shot with his head in the net. Josh Giddy had no idea he had to have a plan to beat Spider-Man, but Justin dusts him at number three. More defense for you at number two, driving to the rim. It's Jordan, I believe I can fly Nauti, but Jack White says not tonight. Man, putting this shot in a coffee grinder would have been kinder. That's nothing but pumpkin. Get well soon, Jack White. We need you back 
out there. He is in at number two. But at number one, order is restored to the universe. It's Space Cam showing off the burst. That astronaut's not gonna get caught when he lifts off. Cam's got more springs than a mattress store as he gets up off the floor before finally landing at number one. I'm the all thanks to LD Mobile, that's the top 10. If you want to see him again, jump on all the NBL socials, they are there. And let's give a shout out to a man who featured in the top 10 last season, RJ Hampton. Yes, Always sir. Always good, the first time you play against your former team. He was great, Homicide. 16, 4, and 3. All he wanted was an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And he produced first start. Uh, one, of the, one of my favorite plays in these highlights was the alley-oop from yeah. James Ennis to him. Mm -hmm. NBL royalty, champion. And superstar in NBL. Mm. Now, a couple of things. I, I'm, I'm going to start this now. The NBL, amazing amount of flexibility with the way the 2020 and 2021 is when it comes to the fixture. Mm -hmm. Let's get a wild card game in. <laughs> Seriously, I can't see. We look at the we look at the ladder. It's so close. Imagine a wild card game. Imagine who's fifth on the ladder right now. Is it Illawarra? Yes. Imagine Sydney hosting Illawarra to Ooh. play in the playoffs. I love it. Trying to be buzzing. And I know that sometimes in these particular times we get caught in trying to invent new things. But I think a wild card game, something that, of course, I raised a little while ago, should be done. All right. A, uh, NBL 1 starts this weekend. Talk and by that, I mean the NBL 1 Central, which is in, of course, Adelaide, South Australia. Have a look at that. Can't wait. April 10th to check it all out. NBL1.com.au because every game is streamed live. We're going to see Ellie Wilson, WNBL superstar, play this weekend. Star. Majonia. Uh, Helen, they're both playing this year for South Adelaide. I've been told that Jack McVeigh's <laughs> taking big cash. They're going to play once the 36 <laughs> are done. Okay. So that's where we are. And big shout out. Uh, I'm a number one ticket holder of the Frankston Blues. <laughs> and we're going to go and win the women's and the men's. I can't make it tomorrow night, but I'll be there on opening night. See ya. Peace. Peace.